what is I just had to connect um this is the third device I had to use Mark's we're back in Mark's garage um connect to his internet and I was like what which one is your internet which wh- what's your when it shows you the the what, the, the user and the it's name like, of the internet yeah connection. yeah and it's like uh, what what is it Mark the next door to the mean old lady yeah <laughs> next door to the mean are old you lady. are you next door to the mean old lady he's like yeah that's me <laughs> <laughs> all right welcome back to somebody likes it and um, this week we have a new guest um, it's true Matt Munoz Matt Munoz hello 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 how are you Matt I'm well thank you gentlemen for having me oh I'm happy that you're here I hear you on the radio all the time. Um, Talk. Well, Matt uh, books music for a club here in Austin. A a kind room. of legendary club. It is. It is legendary. Yeah. So he's Cactus Cafe uh, on the UT campus. I thought you said Tactless Cafe for the a tactless second. Tactless Cafe. It yes. can be at times. <laughs> that sounds like a well. When Griff was running it sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not even a minute that's, in. That's there we a really apt thing, man. <laughs> uh, off the inside jokes. Uh, so Matt runs this, and then he's often on the radio discussing uh, the upcoming acts. And every time I hear you, because you and I have known each other for. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, a long time. We're old. Almost as long as Ryan and I. I met him not long after you. Uh, you, you and I met in uh, 93? A long time ago. Yeah. 92, 93? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's fascinating and Matt to was everybody else. like gracious enough when I was like lonely in Los Angeles to like uh, take me out and... Which show did we go to? It was we at the to- Troubadour. It was at the Troubadour. It was, it was built, to spill? built to spill. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And they didn't have to play a club that small. Yeah. But you were working for Warner Brothers, which was their label. Yeah, yeah. And like it was amazing. Like I had a great time. And as I recall, we also went to a bar where I was able to get a Shiner for three dollars, which in LA is unheard of. Both. Oh, of those that's things. right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. You all when you were living in LA, I, every time I would come out and, and visit you, you. Always would have like your finger on the pulse of great little dive bar because Los Angeles, say at you, anything you want about that city, is a fucking town of amazing dive bars. That's the one thing it's really got going for it in the little you know little villages the around it. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm kind of with you on that. It's got great dive bars. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So we're gonna uh, go ahead and, and get to the show here. Um, thanks again for joining us, Matt. And um, I'm Shane. I'm Ryan. I'm Mark. And that's Matt. Hey. And this is Somebody Likes It. So Shane, you had something current event related. I do. It's a. It, well, we're gonna. I'm gonna touch on something that we discussed a f- couple of weeks ago. But first off, before I do that, I do want to comment on Mark's getting more of Kevin's forceful pointing at us when when we're ready to go. He, well, learning. I, I kind of caught shit last week. The, so. the TV producer thing. Like. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing You're, the count. I was gonna say you don't. You still don't do the count like well, Kevin you, does. You can't be ambiguous about three and coming, yeah. yeah. We won't know. We'll just sit here and be in the middle of some shitty joke. Yeah, well, after I had to edit out a bunch of uh, just <laughs> random comments while you guys were waiting for me to point at you, I decided <laughs> oh, you, I'd be a little more forceful this week. Time to <laughs> grab, grab control of the reins. <laughs> okay, so a couple of weeks ago, I, um, I, we discussed uh, Scott Stapp's 
slide into insanity. And um, today, well, okay, let's let's be fair. He was already insane, and now he's just slide. more insane. Well, he was a dick, and he put out a a lot of shitty music. But well, okay, I'm just gonna read this headline to you. And 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 so what happened was. A few weeks ago, we were discussing his his wife had filed for divorce, and in the divorce filings, she had included um, a bunch of texts that he had sent her, one of which is that the CIA probably created Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, uh, ISIS was coming for his son and his son's middle school, so, so they had to, to go to True. Georgia to hide. Um, a bunch of stuff like that. And then he got on, on Facebook and, and, and had this rambling, like 15-minute long... Uh, conversation with the camera about how the CIA had embezzled all this money from him and all this stuff, and all the while denying that he's that he's not sober. Anyway, I get up, uh, get on the computer earlier today, and I'm, I I I come upon this headline: Secret Service is looking into Scott Staff's alleged threats to assassinate Obama. <laughs> Perfectly rational. Um, <laughs> makes. Like, yeah, every bit of sense. He, he's, you know, like, he's alleging to have threatened Obama. Yeah, or? so no, no. So it gets better. Uh, well, but first off, uh, let's just. Do you think that like all the President Obama, not some random guy, not Obama. some dude, <laughs> Ob- Obama, you know, Fred Obama, <laughs> what, yeah, it, Fred Obama Ob- Smith, that yeah. lives. <laughs> and he, he's got his he's got his own group of like friends, and they just call themselves the Secret Service because it's funny. <laughs> but, uh, but um, so I wonder if if all of this Scott Stapp nonsense is gonna, when Creed inevitably gets back together, will it hurt or help ticket sales? Well, they say there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, that's true. And this is a long setup for a brand new Creed record, is what I'm feeling. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> dude. Charlie Sheen has a like thriving career. It's very and he went. That's some super off the rails. Yeah, I think the kids call it viral marketing nowadays. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we used we, to, but yes, we used to just call it fucking crazy. But yeah. Um. So so anyway. Okay. So I'm going to read you a sentence from this article. This past Friday, TMZ added to the confusion by posting a 911 call made by Stapp's wife in late November in which she claims Stapp was cruising neighborhood streets while shirtless on his motorcycle, (laughs) claiming to be on a CIA mission to, quote, assassinate Obama. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Can you just imagine him just popping wheelies on a, on no like a shirt? I'm sure he lives in a gated community, yeah. and he's just going well, up and down the well, street. The gated community is his, his own prison. Look, let's, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Wow. That was good. So anyway, but apparently, you know, then he calls, and then he, like, grabbed the phone from her. Um, and I looked this up, by the way, on, on TMZ. I didn't listen to the call, but I was, I was curious how long the phone call was, the 911 call. 40 minutes, 40 minutes. And I don't know if that's both of them, because then he grabs the phone from her, I guess, makes his own 911 call, claiming that he was on his motorcycle only because his wife had stolen his car. Um, that doesn't say anything about the shirtless or the Obama assassination <laughs> wow. threats. All I have to say is this would be really, really sad if I didn't hate Creed and the state of Florida in general just so much. <laughs> you know what? That's that's pot calling the kettle. You realize we live in Texas. It's so. true. It's true. But we do live in the little blue mole on the red yeah. face of Texas. Yes. All right. So that's that's what's up with Scott Stapp. Mm. 
as of right now. And I just thank I d- you. And I, I was losing sleep, wondering what was <laughs> going on with that. Guy. Oh, and so he had. Oh, by the way, so he put up a new video on Facebook, like where his face is just in the camera again, and um, and he said all of this stuff, and it's been taken down again, like his other one was. Um, but in this one, uh, somebody transcribed it before it was taken down. And there's a p- there's a postscript at the end of it. It says, "P.S." I have nothing but sincere respect, love, and admiration for President Obama. The recent report claiming I'm delusional and claiming I'm a CIA agent with evil intent toward our beloved president is a joke. So. Oh, ha-ha. <laughs> That's a joke. good joke, Scott Stapp. <laughs> it was good enough when he was just riding up and down the street shirtless <laughs> on a motorcycle. That's funny in and of itself. That's what man. I'm saying. But what if he is a secret double agent? That's such a great oh, idea. Dude, I think you should pitch this. Uh, what what if we're just laughing at this poor schmuck at the same time he's like setting this up for some I think Martin Scorsese crazy gonna, like, plot this later on. on. That yeah. would th- that would be a crazy twist. You know, he's yeah. got a lot of minions out there that follow the music and I That's don't know. true. I've seen them. Speaking of music, <laughs> should we speak of music? Yes, let's talk oh, about hey, this week's album. That. It's yours this week, Ryan. It is mine. Uh so I chose uh LCD Sound Systems uh second record Sound of Silver. And uh, we are going to talk about it. Do you think that they named the record Sound of a Silver because it's really hard to say a bunch of times fast? No. Uh, No, I don't. But But I also have zero idea why they named it Sound of Silver because that is the shittiest song on the record. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was the one. uh, When I heard that, well, I... I kind of whatever. We'll get to that in a little bit, but that's your is that your art turd, if you will, for this one, for this record. It, it is the art turd on the record. Yeah, uh, and I, I can't imagine. You only I can only think of one other record where they named the album after the shittiest song, and that's "Meet His Murder" by the Smiths. You know what? You were right about that. That is the shittiest song on that but record. He, he at least was trying to make a point. That's the shittiest Smith song. Period. Yeah, maybe. it's it's hard for me to sit through. A recent Morrissey tour and watch that whole promo video of all the animals getting slaughtered, to, and it's just like you know, hey man, vegans, vegetarians, like PETA, God love you. It's like it's it's a good thing that you're doing, and I don't object to it at all. It's too much for me, and I haven't eaten meat in twenty years. But that we're off, we're off topic. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, yes, shittiest song on the record, Sound of Silver. Name of the record, Sound of Silver. And also, sound is in sound system. Like it's just. Just a, it's, a, it's an odd sure. pick for for an album title, if you ask me. Beyond that, though, I genuinely love this record. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. I, I knew you knew you were going to hate. Knew it. you were going to say. No, yeah. I don't hate it. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't get it. Oh, well, you know what? I do get it. I get it more than I thought I was, but because I, like it, it's. I don't think it's a hundred percent unflawed, but I think it's genuinely good through most of it. It's a dance record. That's why you think that. It took, it took it's me a, dance it's, punk, which it, is what they, they say on the Wikipedia page, which I'd never heard that term before. It's and, grating, and it's um, too clever for its own good by half, um, I think. Expound. Well, I mean, it starts off with this fucking... For number one, why can the guy not... There's one song on it that's under four minutes. Most are over seven well, or see, eight this minutes. This is what I thought you might have a problem with. It, he doesn't write traditional pop songs. He doesn't use the pop format. No, it's still kind of poppy. Um, I mean, yeah. Pa- Pace refers to it as as a pop album. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a pop song, but uh, there are pop songs. But um, it's I can't understand. I can't figure out if he, <laughs> see. If he, I think when people start throwing out just the pop 
uh, label itself that's uh, a, just a lazy writer saying, I don't know what the hell to fucking call this thing. Yeah. So it's and pop, I don't know and what you would that call way. This. And, like, this isn't, there isn't a genre for what yeah. they're doing here, or he's doing here. Let's, okay, well, let's it's talk a, about it's this. It's a little druggy. Let's say it's a good drug. It's made for potheads yeah. and people that dance. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's definitely a marijuana record. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt. Okay, well, it's, I don't smoke weed, and I like it. It doesn't. You don't have to smoke no. weed to. I mean, there's lots of. I I don't smoke weed, and I love pavement. And they were like the define the term stoner band, you know, in the '90s. Um, but it, it it's it's extremely repetitive. The songs are extremely long. There's not a lot of change stylistically. I mean, whatever. You know, it's one of those things. Like I said, I don't hate it. I don't get it. It's just because it's my my taste. Like, but I but I do get it in the sense that the. the Especially the first couple of songs on there, the beat is so the beats are great. They're really addictive, but then it's just the same shit over and over again with this like, tongue in cheek. Like, is this a joke? Be- uh, like, Talking Heads called. They really want their fucking sound back. Um, except oh, except they wrote songs that got to the point and then just drag and drag and drag and drag and drag. I'm loving and drag this right now. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, no, I'm loving this. You're really like, hating and, and on I, it. I, I just couldn't disagree more. What? Okay, let's. Lay down a, a couple things. Um, LCD sound system basically is a dude. It's James yes, Murphy. It's in, James the, Murphy in the same yeah. way that Nine Inch Nails is Trent Reznor, right. like LCD sound system is James Murphy. And then he recruits musicians to tour with him and you know fill in some vocal parts or whatever. But it's basically one guy. Um, but what I think he does better than anybody that I, I've come across is that he makes electronic music sound organic and he's able to use tension to like build a song um, it's not all electronic though well I mean, it's not no it's he, makes, he mixes music, like sort of organic parts with electronic stuff to create something that i i frankly haven't heard before and to me is super intriguing not all of it works but enough of it does that i'm i'm pretty blown away by most of this record i like about half of this record yeah, I think it peters out at the end, and we'll we'll talk uh, about that. Yeah, later. and I mean the one thing though that <laughs> that I was very impressed with throughout the entire length of this album is how clean it is. The production value of this album. Oh, it's so is well produced. Notch. Well, he's yeah. a producer, and he produces his own albums. Yeah. Um, that there's something to be said for that, but it also gives him a lot of leeway for self indulgence, which he definitely grabs onto. Certainly, you know, he doesn't this have is anybody. Self indulgent. He does not record. have anybody telling him no. Um, but I, I think that cuts both ways. I think um, for for me, it's it's one of those records that's kind of a stopgap in the creative process to this guy that you can kind of see right before they get to the end of LCD sound system that kind of is there. It's not a monumental record. You know, they don't have a large catalog or anything, but I think it's one of those things he probably had to make to get to the next step before he burn out or whatever the reasons are you for stopping LCD well, sound it, no, system? Well, no, you bring up a good point. Um, LCD sound system <clears throat> could have easily stayed uh, an entity for the next 20 years right. and got out while the getting was good, uh, which we can't say for, say, REM or U2, right. who way overstayed their welcome. Gotcha. Um, but at some point, uh, well, like at this point, why don't we listen to a song? Um, uh, I'd like to hear North American Scum. Um, what I like about this is exactly what I'm talking about, where the tension builds, and you know it's not conventional in the way you know there there are certain lyrical patterns that you expect that he subverts. Um, 
So let's give that a shot. And right. we'll talk. Players at all trades till we think we might die. Far from boss of America, where the buildings are old, and you might have lots of mimes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I hate the feeling when you're looking at me that way. Cause we're North Americans, but if we act all shy, it'll make it okay. It makes it go away. Oh, I don't know, I don't know, oh, where to begin When we're North American But in the end, make the same mistakes all over again Come on now, come Well, Shane obviously hates this record. I don't hate the record. <laughs> I, do, I really don't. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. I like what you. I did not mean for that last segment to turn acrimonious in any way. In fact, one of the things that I was thinking while I was writing these notes is like, I'm just. It, I'm not even ambivalent about the. Um, I just I'm disinterested in it. It's just such not anything I want to listen to. I would have turned the st- station, but there are some songs, and two of them, Ryan, were two of the ones that you liked the most that I really liked on this record. And those were, um, someone great and all my friends. Like I, those two back to back. No, songs. I think there's a triumvirate of songs, which one of which is, to me is um, the one we just listened to, uh, and they all come three in a row, and I think it's the the heart of the record. Like I don't think it's a flawless record, but I think it's good. And flawless it's, is a is a strong stance. I mean, you 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 don't even have to. Well, I mean, I, you know how I feel about Yola Tango Electra Pura. Like it's flawless. Like except for track thirteen, um, but beyond that, like it it does no wrong. Um, Mark, were you familiar with his work before this? You know, it, it's kind of. I, I, I feel that I was one of these uh, people that discovered this late. Uh, didn't really get into LCD sound systems. Well, well I did. I, no, I, I discovered like, them late for sure. Like, until I found out that they were I knew exactly be no one more. song while they were in an extant band because my then-girlfriend, and this is a weird story, and Mom, if you ever listen to this, sorry. Um <laughs> <clears throat> my ex-girl- oh, my girlfriend I'm likes leafily do- rubbing my hands together yeah, now. Yeah. Do tell. No, my ex girlfriend likes to do what she would call underwear dance parties, and she really loves the song. Oh my god! Dance yourself. It's like PG thirteen rated. Kinda. Yeah. Oh Christ! Well, this is the perfect but, soundtrack for that, though. But like, we would strip it's true. down to our skivvies and like dance in the living room, and she really loved the song "Dance Yourself Clean," which is not on this record. Right. But that's the only song I knew by them while they were still around, and then later gotcha. on, she and I broke up. Uh, and I started working at this restaurant where, like, people who are 23 to 27 years old love this band. Right. And they would just, like, play their stuff, and, like, it was all kind of a universally accepted fact that they were good. And I was like, who the fuck is this? This is a good song. This is another good song. And, like, I, I just, I wasn't exposed. I was too fucking old. Right. And so I've come around to it, and, like, I, th- I, I dig it. So, uh, I, I definitely see the appeal on, on that, but I'm going to let you continue. Well, I was just I was just going to say that that one of the things that I read with, and offhand I can't I can't think of it, but uh, there was some sort of connection uh, with John Cale, and um, I would just say that this song we just listened to, 
I, it really makes sense. Like I can really hear a lot of John Cale, kind of that that Velvet Underground. That's J.J. Cale. John Cale's the fr- the composer. No, John Cale. Yeah, John Cale's the guy that writes like weird minimalist music. I'm so confused right now. Um, but that's what I, I'm here for. Yeah, I do think that there. I can see like a sort of Velvet Underground. A component in that it's just oh it's, yeah okay I see what you're saying never mind yeah 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 We're, I'm gonna let Shane keep thinking no, JJ Kale is the guy though <laughs> no well then John Kale was writing minimalist music was a minimalist composer am I wrong here no no he not did the, that that's after the, the Velvets same. yeah I didn't think that was the same all right let's circle back thing. to the Velvets um, all right never mind sorry <laughs> my bad that was a band that didn't sound like anybody else before it and I do think that's the case with LCD sound it's, system and, and it doesn't I'll sound like anybody else and kind of look underground yeah well and kind of looking at the background <laughs> of the, I don't, I don't hear that don't, at all that definitely don't sound like Velvet Underground <laughs> the crazy thing is uh, looking in the background of the record you know um, this thing was nominated for a Grammy and the Mercury Prize so I mean, it's 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 one of those bands that started out really big in the UK I was a dominant I mean nominated for a Mer- I thought you had to be a British president band? of the yeah, I like, don't think so. I don't know, but this is you know this is what I was researching here. Oh, I'm sorry, the shortlist prize. I always get those two confused. Oh, okay, shortlist Mercury. Sorry. So the shortlist prize, and it. Lo- okay, but this is the funny thing. It yeah. lost out to the reminder by Feist. Yeah. Sad trombone. Yeah. Ex- yeah. For you guys, maybe that's a far, far superior. But it's it's kind of one of those things where opinion. it was right. On the cusp of, I think, general conscious consumerness awareness, not yet. Well, the songs are too long to be played on the yeah, radio. Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's the thing. But that, I think that's why the kids liked them, because no, they could just get fucked it, up and get dance. Get fucked up and dance to it. And this yeah, is, yeah. This is one of those perfect them. records to do that to. The beats are great. I mean, that's the thing. That's the overall thing that I, I take away from, from the... I mean, like, I've been... I was very familiar with them um, prior to this album coming out, Um and had this, and like every time, like had the same reaction that I have to that song that we just listened to right now. Like, um, like the first time I heard Daft Punk is coming to my house, like I, oh, I could not it. stop that song quick enough. I love that song so it's much. It's so. <laughs> See, I liked it too. Yeah. No, I love it so much. I have no idea what fucking world universe you people are living <laughs> in. Like this, it's, dude. That is, that is a perfect. Like dance song for it's like a, being. It's got a great it being like one fifteen on a Saturday night. And but you're why would you? Up. But why would you want to sit at home or sit in your car in like? Oh, listen. I do. I do that also. Like I play it in my car. <laughs> so, uh, I play it at home. And I hit repeat. And that and that that whoopy <laughs> like funny like it's it's fucking nails on a chalkboard. That song is to me. I'm loving this so much. <laughs> you are because it's going to be my pick. Next. Oh, is this revenge? And I am totally altering if it, whatever, whatever. Hey, man, I, I wanted you to like this. I wasn't doing it to to hate you. Oh, I know. You I know, know the other weird. Well, I don't know if it's weird, but the, I think the other fascinating fact is Murphy is our age, if not like he's a year older. Or two older. No, yeah. he's in his like mid to late forties. I'm forty three. Okay, I'm forty two. Shane's forty. Uh, oh. Mark, you're what? Why do we have that conversation? Forty. So, so yeah, I think he's what forty five, forty six, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. basically, our age. He's, yeah, he's in our. He would have been at the Generation. same high school as us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably known the same people. Probably got punched in the face yeah, right. a couple times. But it's in a, it's in interviews and things I've seen of him. I mean, he's a super smart guy. You know, what, obviously, yeah. He plays like twelve different instruments yeah. on this record. Absolutely, and I think 
to me, it's and, and I'll go back to what you were saying about the organic sound of the record. I think that's it. It's kind of one of those things that, for me, I don't mind the tongue and cheekness of it, and I don't, you know, that that stuff can be a little bit of overbearing on some people over there, Shane. Sure. Oh but, yeah. But I think it's to me, it's part of what the identity of LCD sound system is about, and those those fans that love it, love it, and they eat it up. So you know, I guess I think it's the same thing. That it's sort of how I feel about Talking Heads, like. I, same. It, it it goes back to. It's not that I dislike it. It's more that I don't get it. And the same thing with like with Talking Heads. Like I just I don't get it. The Talking Heads songs that I like, I love. Yeah. And a lot of it, I'm just like, eh. Right. Well, you're sitting. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to kick you, Mark. He's glaring at me now. <laughs> I kicked him under the table. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, and I think there's a lot of. Bands and acts and artists and you know stuff that 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 people seem to universally acclaim um, that just for whatever reason there, there is a bandwagon aspect that you know like happens with some bands that you feel like you'll be uh, dispraised is that a word uh, you feel like you'll be you know shunned shunned yes thank you shunned by Love your it. your community if you're say a critic. Who doesn't like a band that everybody says is genius? Yeah, it would. Anytime anybody tells me, and I've heard this many, many times, um, that they don't like the Beatles, I, I can't take them seriously as a human being anymore. At that right. point, well, I don't understand that. <laughs> like, just, but I also don't understand when people say the Stones were better than the Beatles. Like, no, they weren't. No, they weren't. <laughs> that's <clears throat> that's a ridiculous statement. Can I just, can I just detour real quickly because when I, I was in high school. Uh, I guess I was probably a senior in high school, and I uh, came home from high s- from school one afternoon, and uh, this was uh, around the time that the uh, the Beatles uh, was it was it one anthology anthology I think maybe yeah, came yeah, yeah. out so like eighty uh, nine or so, and uh, I walk in and there had been some sort of PBS special going on that week about the Beatles, and my father sitting in his chair. And he basically just turns to me and says, you know, your mom and I were talking last night, and those Beatles, they're all right. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah. You know, son. No, that's, that was like when my dad came to me, and I think I told this on the Fleetwood Mac uh, episode. You did, but I can't remember what it was. It was like 2002, and my dad had seen a Fleetwood Mac concert on PBS, and he goes... Hey, you know that that Fleetwood Mac's pretty good. Have you heard of them? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, they were like the biggest band on the planet like twenty years ago. <laughs> Love it when they clue in. <laughs> you don't. Well, yeah, so, let's, let's listen to another. Yeah, because because I mean, Shane, uh, clearly this one, this particular song we just listened to, kind of rubbed you. Yeah, I. But, it, it's just annoying. There's there's a but, there's a way that I'm trying to think of somebody to um, draw a parallel to. That has like a has an off-putting voice that people really don't like, but I do, and I can't think of one well, right. Some people this. are like that with Robert Smith, um, Morrissey. Certainly, people are like that with Morrissey. I'm like that with uh, Tom Waits. Like, good songwriter can't stand his voice. Sure, um, I. That's a lot of what puts me. I, it's that. It's that his the way he he's got like this whooping and growling and um he 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 goes back and it's kind of guttural and he goes back in the beat a lot mm. which is cool whatever but i just don't like the sound of his voice number one but number two there's like this this comedy 
thing, this repetitive, it's all really repetitive. Everything's really, really repetitive. And, um, like, I just don't get the joke a lot. And it's it's got to be a joke because there's no... I think there are certain elements of it that are No, jokey. I'm not saying the whole... I'm not saying it's a joke band. I'm not saying it's you fucking Weird no, Al Yankovic or anything, but... But, okay, so... But we come out of this song and... We go into the next one, and you said that this is one that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? Is so, uh, someone great. So someone great. Is someone the next song. Someone great is a is a yeah. That's and that again. There's a repetitive thing, but someone great is interesting beca- to me because um, what we did. One thing we didn't touch on a minute ago is that a lot of these songs I think are in the collective musical consciousness now, and a lot of that is because of commercials. They'll use pieces of stuff in commercials, and I'll, and you, also if you want to make a living in music, you right. kind of have to do now. But but they're they're because you don't know those songs on radio play, you just know snippets of them. And also on Pandora, LCD sound system pops up or Pandora, all kind internet radio services. LCD sound system pops up on a myriad of of bands, and so you'll oftentimes some of these songs will get dropped in, and you won't. Think that you know them, or and then you're I like, didn't. I, I've heard this. Think somewhere. I knew them, yeah. and um, one wouldn't think one knew LCD Sound System at that at that well. But then the song's like, oh, I've heard this song thousands of times. Well, what I like about them is that they stand apart from other electronic based artists, which are just fucking like repetitive, uh, computer based trash. And I don't see this that way. I, I don't like see them as an electronic band. I mean, there's a lot of keyboards in there, but I mean, you say electronic. Like I don't. I mean, like, when you say electronic band, I think of like EDM. Like I mean, like I think well, of I mean, like. They're, they're, well, I mean, they're definitely using like uh, some sort of assistive drum. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, they're, they're definitely the like doesn't? like like uh, you know computer based elements to the music yeah. in every song. The rhythm is very consistent and steady and. Well, you know, the whole DFA collective there that they started in the early 2000s mixed a lot of the punk rock ethics, you know. So dance punk. Of, yeah. And I just don't know what the fuck that is other than this. I, I, you know, I don't know. I think there was a lot of bands that were kind of doing it in the late 70s that kind of they take cues from. But it's it's more of, you know, obviously this guy got really good with programming things and putting together these arrangements this way and he, he, he and that he can that's feel the word yeah. arrangement yeah. like he this motherfucker can arrange a song it's it's well Shane doesn't like it i think but like he well, can let's, put let's, together uh, let's listen to an arrangement that Shane does like actually yeah, let's yeah, do yeah, that. yeah let's do someone that. great nice
right. So I can see why you like this one, Shane. It's definitely a little bit more me- melodic structure in it versus the, the electronic stuff. But uh, we were kind of talking off mic. It, to me, this one is a total almost Giorgio Moroder kind of ripoff at the intro. Oh, completely. You know, that's yeah. you know, he put out Italian an album? disco. Like, he, Giorgio Moroder just put a I record out. I have no out. idea who that is, by the way. Yeah. He, so he did a lot of sound. Uh, he's Italian, probably apparently. known for soundtrack work and... Donna in, Summer. In the 70s, and he was a big disco producer. He was Italian DJ. Like, and I think I think the record you're talking about, probably, I forget who's on it, but it's like all these people who were influenced by him are, are coming back. And No, no, he... And, yeah. and kind of paying tribute to and him he, and, and on that record. He, uh, Yeah, he produced it, at least. Um, I, I mean, obviously, he's not like the performer. He's the producer. But um, yeah, they're, they're an album that he hasn't done a record in, in years. And anyway, we're off the yeah. Topic. So a lot of that Georgia the Marotta. production value in that kind of reminds me of that, but also reminds me a lot of this this song, particularly Vince Clark, who you know was in Depeche Mode and well, and that's, yes. that's, that's actually like a, a band Erasure. that I kind of kept yeah. coming back to. It's Depeche Mode. Yeah. It was like a band that used a lot of electronic elements to make something that didn't sound inorganic. Yeah. And that's what I dig about this right. project slash band slash James Murphy. And that's probably why Shane likes this one the most. I think it's mainly because there's a lot more melody. And the buildup is not doesn't pound you over the head. It just kind of slowly shifts in the gear. You know, the first, the well, second. We did hit that five minute mark, and Shane looked at me and said, "Okay, how much time is yeah." That? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, again, like, yeah. God damn, does this motherfucker like understand <laughs> when a song is supposed to be over? I mean. Well, and that's every goddamn here's, song on this record is seven and a matter. Shane Bartell is a pop songwriter. Okay, but that doesn't. We're not talking about me. What we're talking about is the LCD sound system, and I don't mind eight minute long songs in the context of a record. But I mean, if you were Led Zeppelin and you were every single record on your or song on your record were were like a song about the Hobbit, you know, or whatever. After a <laughs> while, it would get annoying, even to the most diehard Led Zeppelin fan. Yeah. You don't have, mm. like, every song is six and a half, seven minutes long, and it's all repetitive. It's not going different places. It's staying exactly in the same place. Well, I, and I see what you're saying. I can, I have to be in a mood to fucking listen to No Quarter. It's not something like, you know what I want to listen to right now while I'm driving the car? Battle no of Quarter. Oh, yeah, no Quarter. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, and and it's, that's a good example, the prime example of you know, th- you know what they were. They were drug songs. Drug. You just songs. he's just doing the same th- again. It's the. That's I don't. I don't think it is as repetitive as you think it is. I mean, it it is, but it changes incrementally over the song. Maybe well, not enough for you. Not the, enough for you. The key word is incrementally. I, I do think the the songs evolve, and like to me, they evolve enough. To okay. Shane, they don't. It, okay, so here's it. No, the the, the length of the song, it, it, that's just a minor annoyance. I mean, there's a, just a couple of again, like it sound like you you keep like ganging up on me. Like I hate this song, this album, and I don't hate the album. I just have like two big beefs with it, and one is that the guy can't make a goddamn song under <laughs> fucking. I mean, there's one song that's three minutes and fifty five seconds long, and that's the shortest song on the record, which is. Whatever, but most of them are six minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes long, and it's a lot of nothing going on. I mean, okay, look at this. Um, Paranoid Android like is a song that That's is a really long song. It's, it's a, a really long, long song, song that develops a lot through the course Certainly. of the song, and that's a better song than anything on this record. And I'll give you that. 
Um, I, I'm not bringing it up in the sense that it's a better song or a worse song. I'm just saying you say you're saying to me like you know the songs do change; they develop incrementally. Okay, fine. Well, whatever. If that's your bag of worms, but what's or whatever, going on? Like that is developing to me is compelling enough for me to want to stay with it. It's just and most a, electronic based no, music just, is not like that. It's not me. okay. Number one, you keep saying electronic. It's not electronic. It's not electronic music. You know what? We we'll go and listen to some fucking electronic music right now in in the break. Let's listen to Let's some please not. Avicii while we're in the break. We'll listen to <laughs> some, or some Skrillex. We'll listen to electronic music. This is not electronic music, Ryan. Okay, it's a even right. if it's one dude, it's a band that has a couple. Go like, back you, in and would you, post. And substitute dance. No, no, no. Or electronic. Would you? Would you? Is, is all I mean. So hip hop is it, there, there's a lot just of ele- a good electronic vibe, instruments and that. In. Yeah, but, I'll just record the word dance. Uh, are you gonna? Are you gonna say that the <laughs> you cue, just that, put it back see, in? That, and, post. I, and I think we're now arguing over fucking. You know, this is semantics. At this yeah, point. exactly. Semantics. And it's I think, not semantics because it's important that 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 that. <laughs> you can just keep saying this over and over like you have it in your head that this is more interesting than most granted if it were an electronic band then it would be less repetitive that but it's not a traditional rock there's band there's a keyboard format. in it occasionally so there's one in the cure there's one in the doors that doesn't make them electronic bands this live drums on almost every single song on this like is I mean what what is your flash point what is your how does it become an electronic band a lot of samples it's dance based there's no samples in this oh they sample themselves like loops yeah. uh I don't understand what you mean by electronic well, I, I, I just I don't know all right you know what this is a good we time are getting to get into a semantic uh, discussion. It's not semantics. Like, <laughs> it's actually you're actually you're talking about My a genre of music and and conflating it with another genre of music and um it makes no sense to me. But but anyway, this is a good time to get out of here. Let's go to the intermission because Matt Let's has do the intermission woo-hoo! and Matt has Matt brought has, on a whopper of a song. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come back to this in just a second. All right, all right. See you this, kids in a bit. Bye. So for this week's uh, A Few Minutes With, we're going to talk about a serious problem. Um, and this young man uh, who who we're listening to this week um, is representative of of this problem. And um, Matt, you, you selected this this week. So can you I tell did. us a little bit about what, uh, what we're dealing with? Well, it, it's a common problem that the younger men of our generation have had. It's... We you know, had a little bit of fun. Well, maybe, this maybe a little too much drinking. Hennessy in particular. Hennessy in particular. And then you you take somebody home, and you're not really sure the next morning if, if things got down took and dirty. Anyone home. Yeah, that's apparently yeah because led to you wake up and you're All like, of a sudden, wait there's a second, evidence. there's evidence. There's evidence. Yeah. Mystery panties. Mystery panties. Pink panties. Pink panties. In fact, and not panties. P a n t i e s. These are panties. P a n n i e s. Because if they're pink, they got to be panties. Panties. Yeah. So, thank you for exposing us to this. I would have gone my whole life exposed to a lot worse. You know, here's something that I find slightly ironic because you know we we definitely we haven't had enough R and B on this show, and I've been saying that for a little while. 
Um, in fact, last week we um, did Corinne Bailey Ray, which is an R&B-ish yeah. song. fucking song. Not as genius as this. I, would, I don't know if I'd put those two artists in the same category. No, it's a, no. It's a different kind of genius. I would say it's, yeah, different, different kind, kind of genius. genius. This, Absolutely. Yeah. So this is Shandosia, who I've never heard of before, but I will tell you this. Uh, and that's about 99% Nine, of the population. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're doing 99.9% some... of the population. <laughs> they're doing <laughs> something wrong. This... As am I. Because let me tell you this. Today, yeah. or um, I, I listened to a review um, of, of D'Angelo's new album. Right. And if people think that shit is soulful, ain't got ain't nothing got on, on Pink Panties. and Pink no. Panties. <laughs> so here, here's a little backstory why I brought this in. I think this is pretty interesting. At the time, I started working at Warner, Warner Brother Records. And Warner had a great history at the time of great R&B and soul acts that, that – you know, throughout its history, whether it's Prince or Roger and Zap or, you know, any of the stuff that they uh, they kind of really cultivated and ingrained in the culture. This was signed to a subdivision called Quest Records. And if, I don't know if anybody you know who ran that uh, record label. It was Quincy cool. Jones. Okay. I remember Quest. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like QW. He has a yeah. pedigree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, that guy And has, Warner has a, a lot of, like, sub-labels. Yeah. Oh, it. yeah, I remember yeah. that, dude. He had a show, like, a, a detective. He was, like, a medical coroner in the 70s. That was <laughs> yes. Quincy. Quincy. Yeah. That was just yeah. Quincy. Yeah. Oh, right. You're, you're close. Uh, <laughs> also a dude that produced Thriller. Yeah. Oh, that's the same yeah, dude? Yeah, that wasn't Jack Klugman. No, that Jack was Quincy. Jack produced Klugman thriller? produced Thriller? <laughs> Yes. Wasn't he <laughs> totally? Is that how they got Vincent Price? <laughs> Can we stop? <laughs> so uh, the funny thing about on, it, Matt. yeah, is is you know when I got there, I thought, wait a second, this is, can't be you know, the biggest record label in the world is is what they're actually getting behind and you know Quincy this Jones, dude. yeah, this yeah. guy. But you know it was sort of an inside joke because did Quincy Jones produced this track. I don't think he did. It's not bad sounding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sounds good. <laughs> it's, but it is kind of pedestrian. It was their attempt at trying to get an R. Kelly for Warner Brothers. Well, Rats. we should listen to it. And, well, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, let's listen to it. And then we, I want to yeah. come back and listen to more of the story. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. We just have to let people in on what we're talking about. It's, yeah. This is right, 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 insane, but I'm really happy about right. it. <laughs> Shaking his head, trying to come up with superlatives for oh, it. I, no, I have lots of things to say, but I, I don't want to say them before people have had a chance to experience, you have to experience it. You have to experience it. And, then, and Matt, when we come back, we have yeah. to have you tell us the rest of the story. Okay. How the hell am I supposed to remember I was gone to say? Lord knows I don't mess with chicken heads. So I pray she was a dime piece. Somebody help me sing. 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 Woke up to find some panties on my panties on my floor. Remember I don't remember how they got that though. Maybe because I had too much to drink. Had too much to drink. I know that they have his panties and Girl, you got me all to instead. I knew that panic been laying there. I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried. But my mind just keeps on slipping. 
body is listening And if your panties is missing Girl, if you think you can fit up What were you saying? It's, it's a Cinderella story. I, I love what, number one. So this song was released in in ninety nine. I believe ninety nine. Yeah, and um and it was one of the things I, I the whole time I didn't know it was that old of a song. And one of the things I wanted to tell him the whole time because essentially the gist of the song is is that he woke up had consumed a copious amount of Hennessy the night before. Uh, didn't remember going home with anyone, and no one was in his bed and when he awoke. Panties, and he found a pair of pink yeah. panties. So one of the lines in the song. On his floor. One of the lines in the song is, um, so if your panties is missing and you think you can fit them, yeah, it's, it's a more Cinderella like, story. It's, it's more like you think you can fit him. Oh, right. Well, but, yeah. But <laughs> but it's that classic Cinderella story a, of like the yeah, glass hey, slipper was yeah, lost. Prince glass Charming. Slipper, yeah, Prince Charming. Finds come over, try on panties. these panties. <laughs> we'll figure out if it was you and but uh, one of the things. So I was thinking, <laughs> happily like, ever what, what, what after. Have some Hennessy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. if if you think about this, I mean, because if if it were around the time, it was extremely nascent. But this sounds like this dude read a funny Craigslist post. <laughs> And then made it this song around it, you know that because I'm like, well, why didn't he just post a shit on Craigslist? Like, uh, wanted. <laughs> can, can I can I pause it a question real quick? Is this a joke? Is it a joke? Because uh, I have no fucking idea. Like to me, this is. Whoa! Dick- I this thought is- you were you were revealing your true British heritage there for us. Wow, you're just slipping in it, and out of accents. No, it's true. Like, he's uh, from Fort Wayne, not not Britain. I am so not from Fort oh, Wayne. Oh, he's gonna scratch your eyes out. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, but to me, this is Dick in a Box meets R. Kelly, and I, I don't know. Wh- it's funnier than Dick in a Box. Oh man, I don't Dick know. Dick in a Box is Dick funny. Box don't get me is wrong. Fucking funny. This is funny. It's, yeah. I think this is funny. This, this is actually serious. Yeah, if this is well, for real, that's amazing. Well, and then the, fu- the well, it's for real. I mean, a lot of the people behind this song and this record, like like we mentioned earlier, Quincy Jones, this production group called the Vibe Squad, who was who was really active. Vybe. Yeah, who was who was really active in the mid '90s and the late the early 2000s. Andre Harrell, who was involved directly with uh, Uptown Records and Puff Daddy's, you know, mentoring. And yeah, then are- there's a guy, Jay Brown, who's who's still out there producing uh, records by Shakira and Neo and, and a lot of modern day. So this was an earnest attempt. This was a make- real really fucking was. deal. They were shot. heavy. So how did so did you hear about that? Was this like making the rounds? Well, like, well, when I got to Warner Brothers Records at the time, the, the R&B department was shit. I mean, they were throwing basically. Let's see what we can throw Anything on the fucking the wall, dartboard see and see what. And this happened to be one of the things. And it's just wow. You really get you know. It's the for me. It's where it, I don't. I don't want to say this was the the decline of the modern music industry, but it's it's <laughs> that would be a bold statement. It's one of those things where people invest in something and they think and. Uh, after you How to much it, coke were these guys well, doing <laughs> that signed this? Yeah, and you have to say who who gave this the green light, the money, you know. Obviously, you know it went out there whenever they tested it at radio and did zero. But the the best thing about this, besides the song itself, which gives and gives, and you keep listening, I'm like, am I really hearing this? But the best thing is Warner had the foresight to mail out the record with an actual pair of 
pink panties. So that's there's the punchline. Yes, and so the beauty about it. So this went out as a single. This went out as a single. The record went out with a promotional piece of pink panties. And the thing is, there were we had three or four of the the pairs around in our department, in the marketing department, and Warner then. And Did you try them on to see if they fit. <laughs> well, no, we'd the hide them at people's fast. desks, yeah. and it was kind of like a, a, you know, we'd hide it were under it with anything. Like, well, yeah, it said okay. his name Shandozia, pink panties nice. on it, okay. and so the whole thing was that if you got caught with the, you know, the pink panties, you had to. It was a long kind of game where you know you'd bury it under somebody's files or something, that, and then they wouldn't find it for weeks. And then they're like, all of a sudden you hear, oh, you motherfuckers, you know. <laughs> so it was you know, a long found game. The pink found the well, pink panties. Let's just, let's just <laughs> remind everybody one more time in case that you had missed this or it was in passing because we, we urge you yeah. to find this song online. <laughs> oh, listen to it. And in listen its entirety. to it in its entirety. Yeah. And so the artist's name is Shandosia. Yep. And the There's name only is- like 6,000 YouTube uh uh, well, we're it's a crime. We're gonna mount. Not we're only are we gonna mount, we need to mount a we're viral gonna mount campaign. a campaign. We're gonna mention this song oh, yeah. and artist in every somebody likes it for the foreseeable future. This will be mentioned. We'll just devote ten seconds to this song because it needs to find. I want to listen well, to the rest level. of the album. Well, no, but let me let me read this up real quick. And this is this is the, a true service that Matt is doing uh, for the world. And I mean, you know. We could have lost artists such as Nick Drake, um, such as Shuggy Otis that we yeah, were we just sure, sure. just commenting on. Had it not that been, Rodriguez guy, they made a whole documentary about him. Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. Had it not been for true devoted fans of music that should have changed the world, but flew just under the radar, yeah. and Shandosia's Pink Panties. I Man. think we can. We, we're going to add to that list. I will make Let's it a single-minded devotion. Shane, I thought if you step to me with your bullshit, I'm going to have to ask you please to quit. Was like the most grace, the greatest thing I'd ever heard. I stand corrected. <laughs> wow. That was a pretty good one. What was the name of that? I don't remember the name of the band now, but it was it was a, a promotional CD given out to both Shane and I. That South, South by Southwest. <laughs> it was a rap party. band, and we listened to it. It, it was, was a white boy rap band. Oh, yeah. If, if you step, step to, me, to me with your bullshit, I'm going to have to ask you please to quit. I think we mentioned that like basically. <laughs> that's very polite for a rap song. Really I know. Polite. That's what, that, we, that we, was what we, was great about we've it. We've talked about this before on the show. <laughs> that's the best part about it. Yeah. Like, please. Hey, please hey, stop. Man, just kind of cut it out. You know, please quit. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the show. We're going to go back to LCD Sound System. I, after we, we, fi- we finished that little bit, um, I, I read a little bit of a review that I found online uh, with uh, allmusic.com. Uh, the reviewer was William Ruhlman, and uh, just shared the, the the very first phrase and the very last sentence of this review. And I'll, I, I want to say this again. And we're talking about Shandosia, who we just listened to. Uh, Pink panties. Pink, Pink panties. panties. This is a quote from the review, right? This is a review of of, of his album, uh, and it it uh, starts off. The review starts off this way: R and B hip hop singer Shandosia isn't exactly reinventing the wheel on his self titled debut album. Um, it goes on to talk a little bit about uh, the songs in there, including Pink Panties, um, and ends off by saying, none of this is particularly impressive, 
which reflects more on Vibe Squad's inability to come up with distinctive material than on Shandosia, who is an agreeable enough singer. And that's the pull quote that I want on the record. <laughs> if I'm a, a record executive, wait, wait. agreeable enough. No, they used to have CDs would be like, <laughs> this album featured him, this album, like this song featured in this movie. No, no, no. All you want is just one, the sticker <laughs> placed on the vinyl that says, Shandosia, agreeable enough singer, all music. Agree, agreeable enough. <laughs> Allmusic.com. That's like, like, that's like somebody, that's like Mark's dad. That's like, your mother and I agree that the Beatles, they're an all right. They're an all right band. guys <laughs> are all right. Like, that's, that's why Mark wanted to read that. Is because, well, I wanted him to read it. Let's just face facts. But it's because his dad wrote that. He's agreeable enough. Agreeable enough. <laughs> okay, so we're back on LCD Sound System. And look, we I, are. I didn't... Okay, and you I sound so disappointed in that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It's hard to follow up pink panties. That's what it was. It has nothing to do with the material <laughs> we're talking about now. And, and let's be honest, LCD Sound System is a better band project, whatever, than... What's his fucking name? Shandosia. 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 Let's at least agree on that. But... To Shane, it might not be as entertaining. You know, LCD sound system is is an agreeable electronic thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, oh, oh, you beat me to it. You're poking the bear. You beat me to it. Look, I mean, I don't understand how. Like, I knew that you were going into this fucking show spoiling for a fight, but you know, you've you've made me do and say things that I wasn't planning on because, in and again, I, I touched on this just a little while ago. Like I'm relatively, no, I said I'm. I said I wasn't ambivalent, and I'm not ambivalent. I, I just, I'm disinterested. You know, like I really don't have strong feelings about it. If this, any of the songs came on the radio, I would just turn the channel. Turn the channel. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's, You're you know, whereas I will hate listen to fucking Creed songs sometimes. I'll, I used to. I, I do. I hate. I hate watch uh, Fox News. I hate watch Bill O'Reilly. I was going to yeah. tell you that. Yeah, I, we may have talked about this before, but I've hate. Wow. I used to play this game where this I was where like, how long, can I, how long <laughs> can I take it? No, yeah. I used to put on Bill O'Reilly, and I would, and it was like, I thought it was ha-ha funny for a long time until I met Skylar, and she's like, this is, the not, this is the least funny thing I've ever encountered in my life. Stop. And so Skylar I stopped. Shane's wife, by the way. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I will hate listen to Creed, and um, sometimes I, I listen to things on the radio just to figure out why anyone listens to it, ever, at all. Um, I'm not going to put this in that category, but I won't lie and say I've never felt like that before about them. Well, okay, so the triumvirate songs that, um, <laughs> that we're, they're playing... The that, mighty they're, they're, triumvirate! Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Patton Oswalt. Um, uh, like, I feel like our absolute solid songs and one of them i feel like we should get after right now um and it's I, a diumvirate that there are two great songs in the three that you're talking about you're allowed to think that well this um, this next one this this was actually you know i i mentioned early on that that i was kind of a late uh entry into the lcd sound system well you mentioned something about a video that so i don't this, know anything about this song this. um is is how I was introduced to them initially, and and it wasn't directly because of uh, the band or the song, but more so because of Lego, 
And um, that old story. The uh, yeah. So 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 this song, "All My Friends." Um, apparently, this is uh, uh, a very well-known video in in the realms of, of fans of LCD Sound System. And uh, one particular fan decided to recreate this video shot for shot using Lego. And that's how yeah, I was... I've heard about this. So that's how I was introduced to to LCD Sound System initially. And I agree that this, I, this is my standout song on this album. Um, I do feel like this is kind of, for me, the end of the album. Uh, but we could talk it a little bit more about definitely peters that. off, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we bit. listen to... But uh, what I love about this is like it, it, it has like two notes on a piano, and it still manages to build tension. This song is amazing to me because it, um, it, 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 it takes all of the, the conventions that, that he does, and he does have internal conventions. Again, we talked about Daft Punk yeah. earlier. I mean, that song, you could... The, that beat... That shuffling beat with the claps in it, you could substitute that for um, what was it, North American scum? Scum. I mean, they're essentially the same song in a lot of ways, um, whether or not you like them or not. I mean, they have the same I beat. Like both they have of the them. same right, yeah. and yeah. they're just very, very, very similar songs. Well, certainly they're made by the same dude for sure. Okay, well, so he needs to broaden his palette. But anyway. Um, but but they're not the, even a band anymore. Like like he isn't even doing this anymore. Like, it, he should have. You either his like palette. it or you don't. And you clearly don't. That's okay. Well, don't anyway. So what I'm trying to say is that this song is interesting to me. That a lot of the conventions that I find the internal conventions that he has created consistently throughout his records mm-hmm. or throughout his, whatever. Um, there are a lot of those in this song, and for whatever reason, it's not as grating. Oh, wait, it's that he's not yelping and barking and shit in the way that he does normally. And there's so I don't know. So, is that like your that's my glowing? Is that your, is that your analogous? That's thing my to, to that, like why are the Beastie Boys yelling at me kind of thing? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, you that's why brought, I can't I, appreciate the Beastie Boys, they fucking yell at me. Okay, cut that's, it out. That's a great example. I, I, Matt, you haven't. You haven't heard this before, but Ryan hates the Beastie Boys because I don't hate them. No, I just no. can't listen to them. Okay, well, more than a song at a time. You say because that, like, ah, right. stop yelling at me. This is very analogous. Like right. you're right. Like LCD Sound System is my Beastie Boys. You know, uh-huh. I think that is so fair. Ryan thinks the Beastie Boys are. I can appreciate. LCD, except the Beastie Boys, are so much more imaginative and, and varied and creative. But um, having said that... I would so much rather listen to an LCD sound system record than a Beastie Boys record. And that's what I was going to say. Having said that, I gestured at Ryan. He said that. But but yeah, I mean, Ryan feels like the Beastie Boys are yelling at him. No, I mean, it, I feel like Rain Man when I hear them more than one song at a time. Like Rain Man in the airport, you know, he's like, ah! Stop That's, it! That sounds like an amazing album title. <laughs> you well, know, I feel like Rain Man. Like, no, like Cat, if Cat Stevens like came, like Cat Stevens, Rain Man in the airport. I'm probably gonna piss Dude. off a lot of people by saying this, but I have one band that in particular does that to me, and it's CCR. And I just can't Creedence. stand. I can't yeah, stand Creedence. Fogarty's voice for sure. I love how you use the colloquial. Though. Oh Jesus Christ! It's like you know. I'd rather get dick. 
punched a thousand times than to ever hear that motherfucker's voice. No, that's hyperbole right there. There's no, if I dick punched you once right now, yeah. you would be like, take it back, take it back. I totally want to listen. Play me some CCR. No. No. I'll tell you who will stop the rain. Just fucking don't do that again. <laughs> tell you what we need need, need to do uh, is uh, play. How about we listen uh, to the song, all my friends? All right, let's listen to all my friends. <laughs> Which, uh, to me, encapsulates a lot of what I love about this record. In that, with a small amount of tools, like manages to create a lot of tension and, to me, excitement and, wait, wait, and building. I, I just need to stop you for a second. I was saying that all his friends are a small amount of tools that create a lot of tension. Like they're all alcoholic and they're they're just all dicks and they create a lot of tension in the that's exactly circle. what i mean shane yes thank you for I bringing that up to my attention what i what i was trying to say was that with like two notes on a piano and sparse percussion uh creates a lot of tension but, oh you're but, not but, talking no, about but Big actually Daddy. No, no but actually you're you're freud to me right now and it turns <laughs> out like i was like wanting Dicks or something. I, I'm not sure exactly where you're going with that. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Wow, that changed quickly. You're, you're just all over the map on that one there, aren't you? I do not think that this song is representative of the rest of the album, however. I mean, I... I no, I, it's I not. Get, it's good. I get where you're going with the tension. Well, yes, that, what that I builds, like about I w- LCD I you Sound System... About a lot of bands, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> albums, There's they build tension in the songs. I don't think this song really represents everything else that's on that album. I guess you're right. I mean, it's more sparse. I think the only reason you're saying that, I mean, and I'm just speculating. I'm not say, trying to say like, hey, Mark, I'll tell you what your opinion should be. But I, I feel like maybe it's because it um, in an in an album that didn't have, and this isn't, uh, uh, I'm not slagging on them slash him in any way. Um, but there's a there's a level of consistency throughout the body of work that has. Um, relied less on melody and more on percussion um, and more on it, it, it sound it like if you were listening to most people's albums they would strive for less of sameness in their body of songs 
So that's why that stands out for you, in my opinion, on, on this. Yeah, like, I, I there's a lot of samey, 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 samey all the way through this. Not to say, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing on this album. That's definitely what he's striving to do. But it builds. Like, there's, there's something about it. There's, what, two notes in that piano part? Um, but the way that it's constructed builds to which to me there's a tension in it that keeps my attention well as a listener there there's a very strong and consistent vocal melody in this song which i I don't think you find anywhere else also i feel like this song is not i I don't know i I get a a much more tongue-in-cheek kind of vibe from every other song on this album Um, there's definitely like a, a a sort of bit of humor in it, but it's not so hit you over the top. Like, what's that goddamn Jack Black project that I hate so much? Tenacious D. Tenacious D. Like, I don't really like my comedy and my music mixed together. But if you want to insert... Uh, so uh, that's why Daft Punk is coming over to your house, your house, your house? <laughs> well, okay, like, actually, a buddy of mine pointed this out to me, and, like, I didn't know what... I just thought that was a weird, random song. And this buddy of mine, like, pointed out that it's probably at least to his ear and it makes sense to me it's like a kind of parody of a guy if you need an explanation of a fucking song's content i'm actually okay with that i'm okay with there being a a little subtext for me to have to like go figure it out uh i'd love to read you my notes that i made on the day the music died i've got them right here (laughs) (laughs) thanks shane uh, I do want to listen to one more song. We're not going to keep you guys much longer. Um, the song I, I do want to listen to is New York, I Love You, But You're Bringing Me Down. And the reason is because this, and I, I think it's actually kind of a shitty song. Wait, It's Matt, not shitty, <laughs> shitty, but like shitty for this record. It, Matt, you were, wait, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Ryan. Like earlier uh, when Ryan was having a cigarette during one of the breaks, yeah. you were talking a little bit about DFA and stuff that I hadn't read. And I, I just wanted to, before we get out of this. I, yeah. I think a lot of what they were doing when and when well, they started. Well, no, wh- who they who were? Well, what's Murphy? And I think it's uh, the drummer, and then there was the other guy that's a principal in DFA Records. It's the three three guys. They put this stuff out under their name, and then they've got the Death from Above guys, those two guys, and then they had um, oh my god, who sang the House of Jealous Jealous Lovers? House of the Rising Sun. House of Jealous Lovers. That was also on DFA. That's pretty, you, yeah, you, got you me, just brother. did. <laughs> Let's just say Matt Munoz. Well, they they were, it, it was that scene, and they were, I mean, this was, Pitchfork was coming all over themselves with every band DFA was putting out. Apparently so. I mean, they called All My Friends the number one track of 2007. You know, this was how much they loved it. I don't have a problem with that. I yeah. mean, maybe not the best song of that year, but, like, I think it's a pretty fucking great song. No, right? no, no. And it goes back into transitioning into the song we're about to hear. It's, it's a, it's a, for me, it's not even a weird song as it, as it, it should have been left as a B-side, I think. You know, I don't think, to me, it's like, you, you what, need. New York, I love you? Yeah. Can yeah. I, can I say one thing right now? Um, yeah. In Rainbows was released in 2007. <laughs> so well, to say yeah. that... Anyway. I'm not <laughs> a giant In Rainbows fan. I don't think it's terrible, but like it's nowhere near a OK Computer. It's, so. it's their second best album. I would agree. All right. So kids, I think uh, the band's easily second best album. Anyway, we're not talking about Radiohead <laughs> right now. We are talking I'm about... I'm just saying there's no way you put up... I don't know. 
Yeah. Anyway, so we are going to listen to New York, I Love You, But You're Bringing Me Down. And the reason that I want to play this song is because, man, this song would be so much better if Kermit the Frog, Frog sang it. Oh, wow. <laughs> can, I, can I read my notes? Um, he thinks he's being clever, but who wouldn't just skip it? Uh, skipping meaning the song. And essentially... What I, f- I mean, because you have all this dance party, dance party, dance party, dance party, dance, and then you have this piano ballad, this morose piano no, ballad at the end of the deep. song. And he's not, you know what he's saying? He's saying what anybody else, he's essentially saying in the song, like, New York, you used to be dirty and interesting, but now you're clean. You let the cops into people's apartments and all of this. I mean, that's what he's saying, but it's the same. I mean, Ryan, we live in Austin, Texas, and we've lived in Austin, Texas for a long time. And every seven to eight years, it switches over to a new paradigm, yeah. and people are like, oh, oh you should have oh, been. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was so sh- great back then, man. The electric lounge. It was so great back when the Vulcan Gas Company was here. Yeah. And, and the, and you the, just don't know. Yeah, I used to be able to fucking... Sh- Piss on streets, smoke doobies out of both nostrils, and do whatever you wanted. You can't, can't do, do that, that now. now. <laughs> can't? That's not. Hey, so my point Wait, is. You can't? No. My point is listen to this song, but insert Kermit the Frog instead no, but, of James but, but, Murphy. Wait, I have one more thing I want to say about that. I'm sorry to <laughs> interrupt. I just. Quit I stepping like, on me. <laughs> I want to go straight. Go ahead. Can, can we? Let me say what I'm saying. I'm I'm doing this uh, with my notebook while you're talking. Like I'm not trying to step all over you. Can't you hear the paper ruffling? I don't hear. <laughs> I'm not trying to fan hear. you. It's like 42 degrees outside. Like, right, take a bath. You're like the you're like the preacher. Like, and I'll tell you this. <laughs> this song. Okay, there's just a line in this. You know, we listen to the song, and I'll say it when we get out. We're going to be that, that annoyed about it. Why don't we hear the okay, song? Bye. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. But insert Kermit the Frog if you want to enjoy it more. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. Like a rat in a cage Pulling minimum wage New York, I love you But you're bringing me down New York, you're safer And you're wasting my time I'll show you were filthy but fine But they shuttered your stores When you opened the doors To the cops who were bored Once they'd run out of crime I mean, sorry Ryan, I didn't, uh... I wasn't trying to make you upset about anything tonight. I wasn't trying to push your buttons no i'm i'm so upset you have no idea we're taking this outside i think those that, were fighting i words. think that you i'm trying to read the script here yes ryan you have been so mean to me all night <clears throat> screw you dude i'm sorry man um but wait fuck you uh like i don't fuck none of this matters 
So, the, the, so yes, that's uh, what's it called? New York, I New love York, you. But I love you, but you're I'm a really me down. boring song. Oh, yeah, okay. right. New York, I love you, but halfway through reading this title, I'm falling. asleep. I'm already falling asleep. So yeah. that thing is is that they um, well, there's lots of things, but aren't there? Um, but so we're talking about how like. You know, in any city you live in, you know, every six years or, you know, people, new, yeah. new, new people that had lived there for however long they'd lived there. These oh, man, you should have been here. You should have been here back in the day. So this is my favorite song. And by the way, I like I did no research into how long is he from? Is he a, a native New Yorker? Like, I don't I don't know that. Uh, He's North American scum. He is North American. Well, scum. no, by yes. I don't That's think so. All of us. I, I, I thought he was from like. Some northeastern. State well, or okay, so I'm interested to know that because he's talking in the in the song. He's alluding to the new, to the New York of the 1970s. And again, we establish he's not that much right. older than me. Right. Um, so he definitely didn't, it, unless he were four or three years old. <laughs> he didn't live in the New York of the 70s. But he's alluding to that. And then he says, so he says this line, this is the ultimate cranky man line for when uh, new people are moving into a city. Take me off the mailing list for kids that think it still exists. Talking about New York. In reference to New York. Right. Shut the fuck up. Pre-Rudy Giuliani, New York man, like when crime was rampant and there was fucking, uh, like, uh, Graffiti all over the subway. Like, well, at this point, he's basically almost eight years into post Giuliani. So, like, I want to find out when the fuck he moved. Like, did he move to New York in the Giuliani era? Because so he's from uh, Princeton Junction, New Jersey. Okay, so not far so, away. Yeah, not far. He's a bridge and tunnel guy, in, but yeah. okay, he's a bridge in 1970. So he is he is my age. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't hanging out in the fucking city, seeing shit go down in 1978. No, he was like fucking like on the swing set. Like he essentially he essentially yeah. was in college when Giuliani took over New York or, you know, it's you know, we're cleaning up Times Square. Yeah. And he did. You know, he did and, do and that. Like like say what you want about Giuliani, he did do that. I I don't love that man, but like well, that's I th- not what we're here to talk about. I mean, I think the the bottom line aside from the commentary of, of how, you know, whatever about the city, it's just a song that I think he put on there just to fuck with people. I mean, because it makes no sense. You know, you, oh, have I think- gr- you have this great little dance record, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm going to get all Tom Waits for a second and, uh, I mean, and okay, spread some vibe on you. I'll give you, know? you that. I wouldn't yeah. have thought of that at all, but uh, it, it is an annoying song, but I, I like I, now it makes me like it more the way you just yeah. said that. To consider that, like, yeah. here's one final, like, weird thing I'm going to do. Way yeah. to frame it. So, what I'm going to say is like if i had to rate this record i'd give it an eight out of ten like there's plenty of stuff to love for me on this record i know shane doesn't feel the same way i'm so okay with that we will, I, I we will remain friends i wouldn't pan it i mean i i would eat i would give it a five out of ten or maybe even six like it's not horrible it's yeah and I, we were looking at this earlier metacritic it's like eight and a half out of ten from the myriad of sites that have reviewed it so it's not that i'm right and you're wrong it's just that like I'm in the minority. Is that what you are in the minority of, of people <laughs> who have listened to this record and tried to take a measured approach? I'd, to, lo- I'd love to see like how many people in, in 10 to 15 years, how many people 
if I were to to go to every one of those critics and be like, listen to this and reassess it. Because well, you brought this up earlier about Hole lived through this, which we listened to and received similar acclaim when it came out, and so doesn't stand up. But I feel like in ten years from now, I'm still gonna love this record. Well, you loved it more than you did Hole when it came out in the first place. That's true. But, <laughs> but I'm. I'm <laughs> All right, so we're getting at it. Thank, thank you, Matt. For yeah, doing thanks for having me. It was a blast. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, let's do it again. Yeah, it's fun. So next show, uh, Kevin's coming back. And um, do we know what we're uh, talking about next week? Well, we're not. We're not on next week. Oh, that's right. It's a you Christmas break. Yeah, so we're we're uh, we're doing a Christmas break now. Kevin may come in and change that, and you can just replay my words right now and be like, "Ha ha ha, fuck you!" But as of right now, we're taking a break for a week. Everybody's got to do holidays with their family. Mm-hmm. I I would hope so. And um, then when we come back, we're gonna do the uh, somebody likes it Christmas in January. That's right. It's gonna be our mixtape. It's gonna be Kevin's welcome back. Where uh, Kevin he has, after he has spawned. After his new roommate finally settled down. It's true. And so Kevin, Ryan, um, myself, who was that guy? Me, Shane, and Mark. We're all going to pick a couple Christmas songs, holiday songs. And then we'll we'll do a little little bit on each one. We'll do a mixtape. And then after that, it's going to be my week for the record. Excellent. All right, kids. Let's you, get out of here. No, I was going to say what I'm going to do, but I'll save it. Save it. All right. We'll get out of here. We'll see you in two weeks. So long. Somebody likes it. Bye-bye.